0: You can fuck off a banana tree, Star Trek sucks, Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks, Star Trek sucks Welcome to Star Trek Sucks, I'm Mark Zuckerberg Yes, that Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> from sorry. Facebook I thought you were Leo, my co-host <laughs> This is <a> very <laughs> alarming news for <laughs> Do, me doing an intro here, man, come on Okay. Don't break the fourth wall I'm, I'm Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook I'm here in the Facebook offices It's
1: just that your face has so much more expression Than than his does
0: Can, can you, I get through my intro you're please? A, you're
1: like a very handsome and, and, and expressive man And he's sort of a, a Sort of
0: plasticine robot type face <laughs> God damn it I'm Mark Zuckerberg. I'm here in the Facebook offices because I've been called in on an issue regarding community standards for nudity and sexuality. It seems there's a hashtag that's been in use on Facebook and Instagram along with photos of individuals attempting to perform oral sex on themselves. After a thorough review, we at Facebook have determined that this that as long as there are no prohi- prohibited body parts visible, these images are not in violation of Facebook standards and pictures and hashtags related to the 2020 self-suck challenge will be allowed to remain on the site. Oh,
1: that's very good news. I I
0: on a personal note, <laughs> reviewing this information has made me curious, so I Mark Zuckerberg am off to give it a try myself. So I'm going to hand things over to the creator of the 2020 self-suck challenge. Sorry, 2021 self-suck challenge. Jack it's going bad.
1: <laughs> it, it, pretty much all of 2021 is going pretty bad so far.
0: Did you Did you like the intro though?
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted. It needed some spice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, John, Mark Zuckerberg sucking his own
0: dick wasn't was spicy enough.
1: <laughs> Honestly, no, because he's so inhuman that it's it's just like he's so inhuman and in plasticy that it would be just like. Yeah, obviously you would build that robot to be able to suck its own dick when it needed to. Yeah, that's... Oh, fuck. Do you think
0: Data can suck his own the dick? Emmer- the emergency
1: dick <laughs> <laughs> The manual override to suck your own dick.
0: <laughs> but Data can probably suck his own dick, right?
1: I mean, if he has to. Yeah. He's probably not doing it out of out of whimsy. Yeah. Um, which is what the 2021 self-suck challenge is about. That's what we're talking about, listeners. <laughs> we're talking about whimsy and and self-fulfillment and... Reaching for the stars. Yeah. For the dick. By, by, which, by which we mean your penis. <laughs> your own
0: dick with your own mouth. Hashtag 2021 self-suck challenge.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, no, good intro. <laughs> uh, I, I like I like that. I like the... the...
0: Anyway, what's good? <clears throat>
1: um... So I got a, I got a, a second new job uh-huh. um, where I work at a local winery now um, Yeah, that's do, doing uh, very basic um, sort of mind-numbing labor for one or two days a week, which is perfect because for four days a week, I do what I consider kind of high-end bartending. And I don't mean like I'm making fancy drinks or anything, but I mean I am fucking constantly greeting people and talking to them and putting on a show for them for six or seven hours a day. And it is absolutely fucking exhausting. It's very fulfilling work. I really like it. But it's nice to like have uh, another job that kind of fills in the income gap where I put labels on a bottle and listen to podcasts or music.
0: Yeah, I can... uh... I can identify. And with I don't that.
1: talk to anybody. <laughs> like it's a nice division of labor, is what I'm saying, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's something about I th- you and I are both, I think, on the um extroverted introvert kind of category. I mean the whole extrovert introvert yeah, scale it's bull- is, yeah, it's, is all bullshit. It's bullshit, but it's but I'm I'm definitely an extrovert in that I really
1: like to have people around me. But it does take a lot out of me to be there for people. Yeah. And that's the, but di- I, but I also really like it. Yeah. I mean, there, there are plenty of things that I think people really like doing that also takes a lot out of them. And I think that's something important that you should recognize in yourself. Um, to be like, yeah, I love doing this. I can't do it all the time, but I love doing it when I have the energy to. Yeah. The like, dis- recognize that in yourself. And if it's, if it's being there for people or, or something else, like, whatever. But like, I guess that's why I don't like the extrovert introvert scale is because it's like you either love being around people all the time or you hate being around people. And it's like, nah.
0: well, that's so the definition <laughs> that I've or that like kind of the, the means of, of determining the distinction that I've heard that that makes sense for me um, is that extroverts uh, get energy from interacting with people. They find that energizing and introverts sure. don't, they find it draining. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't nec- so just that label in and of itself doesn't necessarily uh, define whether or not you like being around other people. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So that's the, yeah, that that's the kind of uh, version of it that I've, that I've heard that rings true to me. Yeah. Uh, because I do, I like, I like performing. I like being on stage. Um, but, uh, but it can be exhausting. It, it, it takes a lot of energy, you know, the, the, one thing is that's always really, really difficult for me is the like the less you know people, it's so much harder to interact with people that you don't know. Yeah. And I think for people who are I guess you would traditionally classify as extroverts, that's easier to just like go to a party and make conversation with a bunch of yeah, new people yeah. and, and shit that, like that's that. That's definitely not who I am. That's but. that is so fucking hard. And I can do it when I know that I need to do it and it's important, but it's taken like this long in my life to get to the point where I Go into a situation, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to walk into this place and make a bunch of eye contact and ask people about themselves, and you know, go out of my, my yeah, way but, to make conversations.
1: But, but this, and this, and this is why I love the work that I do. I can do it really well when I'm across the bar from somebody. Yeah, because that's a different animal. It absolutely is. It's yeah. much,
0: more, much more like being on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's, it, it's a form of being on stage. Yeah. Certainly. and
0: that's one of yeah. the things that I've always encountered. People have people have such a hard time imagining uh, that I am generally introverted because i'm a performer um and when i have a buffer around me and i whether it's actually on stage or in you know whatever social environment uh and i'm in kind of the performing mode then i can seem much more gregarious but like in a one-on-one situation i'm like oh how do i do talk yeah no I,
1: i had i had kind of the opposite thing Um, when I worked for you actually, um, what I would have like suppliers in my car and they'd be like, and they'd be trying to make conversation with me and I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'd be perfectly polite, but I'm not, you know, yeah. Having a stranger in your car is like not, not prime Jack gun conversation hours. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Unless
0: you're really cool. Um, in a very specific way. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There were a few suppliers that eventually I had worked with long enough where I, you know, you could just jump into a conversation. But yeah, complete strangers. I had that problem when I was working on the supplier side because I'd be traveling around. I'd be the, the guy in somebody else's yeah. car, and you know, same problem where I'm like, so where do we go next? Yeah, what's the next next work task? But anyway, like where I was going with that is that um, inevitably.
1: Um, because you and I were tied together in everybody's psychic imagination, Um, somebody would bring up like, oh, I heard you and Leel do (laughs) stand-up. And I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, I do some stand-up. And they're like, huh, you're so quiet. And I'm like, I'm working right now. (laughs) i'm not on a stage with lights and an audience
0: (laughs) there's a really funny i think i i think i brought this up uh, a while ago but i watched the movie la story uh again for the first time in years haven't seen it uh it's it's very funny um and uh there's a moment when steve martin's at like a lunch with a bunch of people all being very la and uh somebody's like oh and uh rachel here is taking a course in conversation and steve martin turns to her and she and he's like oh you're taking a course in conversation and she says yes yeah no
1: that's that's how
0: i always felt <laughs>
1: That's how i always felt when someone's like oh you do stand-up i'm like yep sure do affirmative I'm not doing a joke right now
0: because we're at work <laughs> i'm doing work right now what do you what do you talk about in your jokes Bread pudding. <laughs> well, my dad wasn't very good, <laughs> so I got a lot about that. God,
1: uh, I'm probably gonna have my open mic back in like in months, <laughs> and I gotta remember how to do stand up. Oh God,
0: somebody was asking me about that recently, and I was like, oh well, uh, we still have to do this uh, at some point to do a live show with the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Mm. Um, but I was talking to the chick who manages the bar there the other day. Uh, and about stand-up in general. And I was like, yeah, I have not been on a stage in, I believe, about a year. It's coming up on a year. Uh, I stopped, it's, it's, because the last time I was on stage was
1: right before everything fucking hard shut down, mm -hmm. which is coming up on
0: a year. Um, It might be a year when this episode,
1: no, it'll be like two weeks shy of a year. Yeah, and I don't remember when the last
0: time was I went to a mic or had a booked show or anything before the shutdown so it's probably been over a year since I've been on stage. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, what are my what are my jokes? Do I even care about any of my old jokes? It's kind of yeah, like that's when I,
1: that's the thing. I'm so fucking far away from my old jokes that I'm like, ah. I I,
0: I kind of feel like I did when I quit stand up for like six years and came back to it that I didn't touch any of my old material for about a year yeah. because I was like, well, that stuff's so old and I you know it's just not true to me anymore. And so I wrote wrote new stuff and didn't uh, didn't touch any of my old material for a while. And then I listened to some of my old tapes, and I was like, okay, that's you know this bit, there's this bit, there's something to be you know like shoveled out there. It's still funny to me.
1: Yeah, and like my brain has been so fucking broken by um, you know the world ending, which by the way, the world is still ending. Mm. Um, We are not through anything. In fact, things are getting worse. Mm. Um, Not to. Not to bring that into the what's good segment, but uh, but if you want it, like, it's no longer a model of, oh, what what's the government going to be like when the climate catastrophe hits? The climate t- catastrophe has hit. This is what it's like. Yeah. God knows how many people have died in Texas. Yeah. Like, and all those kids in cages that we had to vote for Joe Biden for?
0: Yeah, still, where are
1: they? They're still in cages. They're in. They're also in Texas. Oh yeah, and I'm sure those facilities are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank God we got Joe Biden elected, so that. I mean, something.
0: Let's not. Let's be absolutely clear on the position of this podcast. Joe Biden is better than Donald Trump, barely. Because Donald Trump is the lowest bar that the that could that, that it could possibly be set at. I don't know Donald Trump.
1: Donald Trump got
0: people. nope. Trump is nope. Trump is his name now. Joe Trump. Uh, Dramel Trump. Ronald Trump. Here's the thing about Drommel Brump. <laughs> anyway,
1: he got he actually got
0: people mad
1: and fired up. So I don't know that he was actually worse than Joe Biden because there are so many people yeah, that but are like, people- oh, we did it. We got Joe Biden. And oh, you,
0: you're talking about the people against him. I mean, yeah. I guess the reaction, like the the in in as much as Trump motivated people to work against him, yeah. Maybe, um, yeah. And I guess we'll see whether people continue trying to. I think we have seen. Yeah, I think we have seen. My man. I mean, I like to be optimistic, so I think I like to think people are just trying to take a little bit of a break.
1: How long are we gonna take on a fucking break when there are children in cages freezing to death in fucking
0: South Texas? A few days so far, at least. A few months so far, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um. Anyway, this is the what's good section. Yeah, what's good with you? Uh, I finished my bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it looks great. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, actually, I want
1: So, I want to finish my what's good actually. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause I, I not only do I like just sort of doing some manual labor, but it is like work I can believe in because it is for I'm not gonna name the winery just in case, but like for the local like mad scientist of wine, um, who I, I, I really enjoy working with. I like a lot of the wines he puts out. I think you had the <laughs> you had the observation when I told you that I was probably gonna do this, that you're like it would be good for someone to be around him that would say, why are we doing this?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I I agree. Uh, he's, a, he's a perfect example of somebody who is not weighed down by- He or she. He, they are a perfect example of a person who is not weighed down by uh, the normal way that anybody does anything. Yes. Like they will hear about a thing that is uh, in winemaking or even adjacent to winemaking And be like, that sounds cool. Yeah, just a thing that is involved in a beverage, (laughs) basically. (laughs) And to their credit, many times... It comes out pretty good a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah. I got got to hand it to them. Uh, But good Lord. Yeah. Uh. No, they have some wild ideas. And uh, yeah, no, I, I... I want to make it absolutely clear that neither of us are criticizing their no approach no no, because, no 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 yeah no I I genuinely love this it, stuff it hits
1: they, it hits way more than it should and I think they're uh, sort of a mad genius yeah Uh, <laughs> that means so this is the final part of my what's good Um, before I was uh, like while I was on my way over here uh they he whatever everybody that knows already knows who I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> um, he texted me, um, hey, did I see on your Instagram you're really into synthesizers?
0: And I was <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, why? <laughs> and he's like, I've always wondered. I've always wondered about them. And I was like, I'll bring one to next like bottling day. <laughs> <laughs> you can just fuck around with it. <laughs> and I'm very excited to see what that's gonna be.
0: <laughs> that all adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it all tracks. <laughs> yeah, that all tracks. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. All right, what's your Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your bathroom tile. Yeah. Good, good. No, good bathroom I'm tile.
0: Very, very pleased with myself. Uh, obviously, uh, long-time listeners, uh, real heads will know that I've been working on my uh, home renovation since July. And uh, we have been, for the last uh, month and change, like kind of on the cusp of things being done, but it's a lot of little stuff. The bathroom was the last big project. Uh, and the tile was the biggest part of that project. So the remaining parts are, I still have to grout the tile and then I have to connect all the plumbing and then that bathroom will actually be ready for, for use. Um, but the tile took a lot longer than I, uh, than I estimated in my head in part because, uh, I have only tiled floors before. And it turns out that walls have more square footage on them than the floors mm. of that same space.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: so yeah. You, you've got a uh, you've it's sort of a it's sort of an elongated cube. Yeah, so the average room is that 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 section of the bathroom uh, is about a uh, six by twelve foot space, um, and I knew in my head how long it had taken me to tile the floor, and I was like, well, the walls will probably take me about the same amount of time, but the walls are eight and a half feet high, yeah, and have windows and shit that you have to cut around, and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of tedium. Um, and I chose subway tiles, which I love the way that they look. I'm very happy with them. Um, but there are also 800 of them, give or take, on those walls. So it took a minute.
1: That's an exhausting number. I, I don't.
0: It did give me plenty. I'm of tired t- from hearing this story, <laughs> to be honest. It did give me plenty of time uh, to get back into some audio books. Um, sure which we have talked which about you, you
1: just reread the expanse. Yeah,
0: so we've talked about the I expanse. mean the, the final the final one's coming
1: out in a couple months. So yeah. it's it's honestly cuz I just reread the expanse too and it's it's honestly it's about the right time to do it.
0: Well, and I'm listening to them out of order because I don't uh, I didn't buy the audiobooks, so I'm just been checking them out from the library, but they're fairly popular, so often times they're already checked out so I'm just taking whichever one is available mm. so I started with book six and now that's I'm a, on book five that's an insane way to do that but. <laughs> <It> kind <laughs> of is but uh I brought it up because part of the reason I decided to listen to them was because I watched the most recent season of the expanse tv series which if you're not gonna bother with the books and you know that about yourself absolutely watch the tv series it is a yeah
1: that's the advice I always give like, yeah
0: if you're a reader read the books. Yeah. They
1: are the best sci-fi written since like the golden age of sci-fi.
0: Yeah. Um, but, uh, I had to get into the books again because I was watching the series and I was like, wait, that's not, wait, that doesn't. And I had to get back into the books to to just get a sense of what an absolute blender the show writers had had thrown into. So basically season five of the expanse, uh, TV series is a weird kind of hodgepodge, um, Uh, shortened version of books four and or books five and six Mm -hmm. uh, of the written series
1: yeah no i i I talked about this with you in our text thread a little bit and i was also talking about this with uh, a friend of the show eric hello eric if you're listening i don't think you are but um, when we were talking about game of thrones last night we were closing the bar like I hate that it seems like the people that get to run these shows that are based on books are people that don't read books. Don't fucking care about books. Don't really give a shit about like narrative forms or, or or like character arcs or like anything, because like so many of the details that they changed, I'm like, well, that makes it worse. Well, and it, and like and and like the same thing with like Game of Thrones in the last three seasons, it's like, oh, you just like
0: didn't understand what you were doing, right? There, so perfect example of the way that they um, include details without getting why the details are there in the book. So you remember uh, when Amos goes home to Earth and he uh, gets into a fight on the transport ship, right? And the reason that he gets into that fight. Is, is to calm him down is because somebody very close to him has died right. and that is him processing his grief yeah um and in the show that fight still happens but it happens because Amos is a big tough guy who fights people
1: yeah yeah no that's everything you've you've told me about that show in the case that it is just a surface level understanding of every character in that book and no understanding of like what Like archetypal role that they play because those books are really well written. Like that's why I keep saying they're like the best sci-fi is because they're like good literature. Mm -hmm. Like they 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 transcend that. They're not just genre fiction because so much. Like I read a lot of sci-fi and a lot of it fucking sucks. Um, as far as like the actual like writing, um, goes, and but those are like great. You know they're not stylized. They're not like fancy lit, like you know, fancy postmodern lit books. But they're very well written, and the what? characters all are coherent, and they have arcs, and they and they they make choices that are consistent with their characters.
0: Even parts that are stylized, like the Belter Patois, it's so well done in the books, right. and it's logical. Um, like that's yeah, it's they, one of the yeah. things that I love hearing in uh, in the audiobooks because it's very poorly done in uh, in the TV series. Yeah. It's one of the areas wh- that is most frustrating because there's no consistency to it, and uh, like amongst actors, you'll have because you have got actors of all different nationalities, so they have their own like the ac- the actor's actual accent, and then it's like they're yeah. all kind of trying to f- put on. Different levels of the Belter accent, but they clearly never went and like created an archetype for what the Belter accent is like. I mean, I would I would <laughs> argue that that's probably what
1: the Belter patois sounds like because it's not I, completely commingled yet. I I mean, it's you're multiple generations down. Yeah, there should, but, but you're multiple generations on different spaceship space stations, and and <sighs> uh, yeah. And, uh, and, anyway, welcome to. <laughs> the expanse podcast a podcast i would actually enjoy doing
0: do you not like this show
1: no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to skip over other recommendations because we just recommended the expanse for the billionth fucking time like for like an hour do you do you, do you have a uh do you have an outline for what this episode is that we're about to watch
1: uh, sort of <laughs> okay uh, what was this episode called? Uh, it is called Sarek. Okay. Uh, in this episode, Sarek, uh, the executive producer of Star Trek: The Next Generation, gets an E. coli infection from eating this dominatrix's shit, <laughs> Jesus. and then because he's a, <laughs> he, the because he's a, he's a disgusting piggy. He spreads it to the rest of the office with his poor hand-washing habits, causing the entire show staff to be confined to their homes, shitting out their doo-doo asses so no episode is ever written, and I don't have to watch
0: it. (sighs) That's definitely not what happens. Oh. Oh. (laughs) All right, here we go! You're listening to Star Trek Sucks the only
1: Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. Boy, if plot holes were nickels, we'd be eating nickel soup. <laughs> this is my...
0: I <gasps> did, I wanted to start it second half That's better than what I had leading into this fucking thing. <laughs>
1: actually kind of like
0: this one. jesus <laughs> christ i feel so tired i'm so tired right now uh, a, oh my god it's a reverse uh reverse star trek sucks episode everybody uh, okay so we, uh, yeah we get an introduction or an answer i guess to what we talked about last week about Sarek's marital status okay so i
1: have oh, i have God. i have a lot on my fucking mind right up top about that okay he has outlived one human wife and then married another human Mm-hmm. that's fucked up
0: he's got human fever that is
1: that is no that is just a guy that wants to have sex with teenagers that is that is so fucked up
0: yeah, yeah, I guess I could kind of see it that way. That I was thinking dumb, about it. In what,
1: what, okay, actually, let me push it a little further. It's like you want to marry something that looks sort of like you, but has a uh, less mental capacity than you and lives less time than you. Like a chimpanzee. My man be marrying in chimpanzees.
0: Yeah, like I said, human fever.
1: Yeah, it's fucking gross. It's fucking
0: awful. It's pretty gross.
1: And we're just kind of like, yeah, no, he's a romantic. Like that's the takeaway from the episode is that no, he's he's kind of like a deep down he's a romantic. He gets he gets pets and then he fucks them and <laughs> marries them. And then they die and he gets another one cuz he's a romantic.
0: I mean, to be fair, uh and we've discussed this before um we don't really know how much fucking they be doing, I mean presumably some because they have kids well, he doesn't have kids with her uh, I don't, I don't know. Sp- and and uh Sarek and uh, uh Amanda Grayson, their only kid is Spock, and we know that uh Ponfar uh, I mean so Ponfar happens every seven years, I believe is the schedule, and that's when uh, Vulcans get so horny that they'll die if they don't fuck. And that's why teenage Spock had to uh, bang that one chick on that planet that was about to explode right. in, in search for Spock.
1: Well, we've also talked about this. Um, what is she getting out of this?
0: The wife? Mm-hmm. I do not know.
1: Yeah. What was the last wife getting out of this? I don't know. I mean, it, she got Spock to take care of, I guess. Yeah. Some people like to raise children. I mean, I-, I hear... But, yeah, no, it... <sighs> the Vulcan human thing is so. And, and, and very notably, you never see a Vulcan female with a human male Mm -hmm. ever.
0: No, but I also, um, and
1: also you never see a Vulcan female really, except for like
0: that chick that Spock banged. Sure. Um, you're, you're right about that, but I'm also, at least from what, what I can think of canonically, I think that Sarek and his wives are the only uh, Vulcan-human relationship, at least that figures prominently in. Okay. But he is he is presented
1: as the foremost Vulcan of his age. He is he is the elder statesman. He is the Barack Obama of Vulcan, and he is he is the only person. In their entire society that is married two chimpanzees. Yeah. It's not great. I'm going to go and say, imagine if Barack
0: Obama had married a chimpanzee. No, no, God, Jesus Christ. Don't I'm do- I'm saying imagine it. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying in, is that there are people on the internet who are literally already saying that. I know. That's what I'm saying. Don't say it. That's not- that's not good. This podcast does not support <laughs> what you just did. I'm not I <sighs> I'm not Okay For so, all of
1: Barack Obama's many crimes, that's
0: not one of them. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um okay, so let's get into the fucking story here, if you can call it that. So first of all, uh Sarek's pre guys show up yeah we, we 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 made our first fat Vulcan <laughs> <laughs> no I think that guy was human
1: why was he working for him
0: then? who the fuck knows but I did take note that he <laughs> he was not wearing ear earpress yeah, just,
1: yeah I, I couldn't tell if it was like just the
0: hairstyling no I'm pretty sure that yeah. guy was supposed to be human right. so we made Joe Pesci who's working <laughs> for <laughs> Sarek <laughs> yeah so uh they show up early to give some instructions that definitely should have been just an email.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a very much meeting could have been an email. Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, Sarek shows up and reminds us of his very illogical choice of language when introducing his spouse. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about that from the episode where he was introduced in the original series, but, uh, Adding three extra words to express a thing—that's logical. Yep. Yeah, you could—you couldn't just say, "This is my wife." This is she who is this my is wife.
1: Borat voice, my wife. My wife. <laughs> there you L- go.
0: <laughs> let me introduce you okay, to she. I'm who sorry. Is my I'm wife. sorry. I did this. I'm sorry. I
1: started this.
0: Um, but so <laughs> he's there to uh, negotiate uh, something with some aliens who we never see. All we know about these aliens is they like to hang out in a sexy time hot tub. And
1: and it would be very valuable to get an alliance with them. Sure. No, like they literally say almost those exact words. Yeah. That's it. Those are the stakes of the episode, everybody.
0: Is Do you like this show? Sarek has Do to you go like talk it? to these guys. Did you catch? Um, when, so when Jordy and Wes were having their conversation in the sexy hot tub room, um, right before they got into a fight, where Jordy said some very true things to Wes. They um, were. I, I wrote
1: down both
0: making some really good points. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I feel like Wes
1: was roasting him for being the host of Reading Rainbow. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wes was like, what are you going to go do, read a book? <laughs> it's like, that's kind of meta. <laughs> I don't think it's intentional, but it's very funny if you read it like
0: that. <laughs> um, did you happen to take note of the temperature reading that they gave for the Sexy Time hot tub? No, was it 69. No, it was 150 degrees Celsius. Oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. That is too hot. <laughs> that is considerably too hot for a very large vat of liquid to be in the same room with humans. I would go
1: ahead and say that's too hot for a life form that breathes uh, aerosolized oxygen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Based on what little I know about anything. Yeah. And like- I think that's too hot for sort of a uh, uh any any kind of life form that could just live on the enterprise that has like I'm guessing that a sort of like basically their their environmental controls are like it feels like this room
0: yeah 68 degrees no you you hit the air you hit the nail on the <laughs> on the head if a creature is able to survive in 150 degrees celsius Liquid because it's clearly not water because it's not boiling and it's 150 degrees Celsius. Yeah, uh, you're not
1: you're not doing well on the rest of the ship.
0: Yeah, you can't if you can live under that liquid, you're not going to do great above that yeah, liquid. Because there
1: are, there are there are organisms on this planet that live in just insane circumstances. Yeah, yeah. There's things that live I in like watching, fucking volcanic
0: like- fissures in the bottom of the ocean yeah. and shit.
1: It's very fun to watch documentaries about them.
0: Yeah. I don't think they'd do well in my house. No, I think they'd do bad. Bad. I also think that that room would be very uncomfortable if there's a giant
1: <laughs> because of because of the <laughs> a massive vat because of the three hundred degree Fahrenheit vat of liquid mercury.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. listeners, don't watch this episode. Well, I'm giving it a don't watch, Jack. Jack yeah, can, don't watch it. Yeah. I, so I, I'm I'm already walking it back. Don't watch this episode. But uh, imagine. A, the volume of roughly four hot tubs, would you say? Yeah, it's,
1: it's yeah, it's like a spa.
0: Yeah, pool. like yeah. yeah, like three or four hot tubs, uh, full of again something that is not water because it's not boiling at one hundred and fifty degrees Celsius. But you're in a room, uh, you know, a, a maybe a five hundred square foot room uh, with that. Just imagine, like the I, why, why writers. For fuck's sake, writers! Why that detail? Yeah, you yeah. could have said
1: fifty with all the with all of the other hand like with all the other hand uh, shit that you hand waved away in this episode. Because there's so much, you're just like, yeah, don't it's fine. It's don't don't worry about it. It's fine. And then you're like, well, we got to get that in there.
0: I honestly think, and that- then
1: like the aliens never. You know what? This isn't. This is one of those episodes where it was two episodes that they fucking glued together.
0: I think the temperature thing. Honestly, I think that uh, nobody did the fucking math on what one hundred and fifty Celsius was. Oh yeah, that might be. true. Somebody show. just fucking yeah. threw it in there because they were like one hundred and fifty. That's like that's hot. Oh, and also everything is metric in the future, so not one hundred and fifty Fahrenheit. One hundred and fifty Celsius. That's probably also. Yeah, that's probably the same. Yeah, pretty much same. Yeah, and as nope.
1: Nope, sure isn't. That's like that's three hundred and three hundred and three hundred plus degrees Fahrenheit, which is too uh, hot. That's that's what you cook a pizza at. Yeah, that's pizza cooking temp.
0: Yeah, you can cook a pizza in that slime tub. That's what we always say. Preheat your slime (laughs) tub to one (laughs) hundred and fifty degrees Celsius, (laughs) and then just blorp your frozen pizza. Right into
1: go your go to go to slash Star Trek Socks for
0: for this and <laughs> other great cooking tips. For 20% off of your first delivery of a slime tub. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, so it, I hate it, doing these ad reads. As soon as uh, yeah, as soon as Wes and Jordy have their fucking fight. It's pretty obvious uh, where we're going.
1: Yep. There's a, there's a, it, it's, it's not literally an energy being, but it's just an energy being. <sighs> Basically. It's another energy being episode. Most of this season has been energy being episodes.
0: This season hasn't been that many energy beings.
1: <sighs> I don't know.
0: I feel like they've been- I would have to remember to, remember Um, if i wanted to turn around right now and wake the computer back up i would i would challenge you every now and then (laughs) i get a little bit burned by the giant tub of slime in my living room damn (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) you blew it okay anyway (laughs) so yeah so he has to go fucking cry over mozart and then we have to have a bar fight
1: Okay, so I got really mad about the crying over Mozart thing because <sighs> if you don't have an emotional response to art, then why the fuck do you have art?
0: Right. Oh, so why is he a fan of Mozart outside of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 so,
1: I, so they're like, it, it is an ab- absolute aberration that he would cry at at at, at a, honestly, like pretty good. Well, it's it's an
0: aberration that he would be a fan of Mozart or any music. Right. Because it is not logical. Yeah, it's not logical to care about But here's
1: where the fucking plot hole, like this giant fucking plot hole that you could drive a fucking entire uh, cattle drive through. I don't know why that's my unit of measurement, but we're going with it.
0: Well, you were probably (laughs) thinking about the uh, cattle on that moon planet from that episode of Firefly.
1: I will kill you. (laughs)
0: It's called Heart of Gold. I will Listeners, go you find should... one of your guns and shoot you with My it. My guns are all locked up. I'm very <laughs> responsible. Uh,
1: I will go find your gun safe and beat you to death with it. Um, no, but it's it, it. So, like, why the fuck do the Vulcans have any aesthetics? Like, why? Like, what if if it is illogical and therefore immoral? Because that's what that's what their society is founded on. Is kind like, of they is that they're completely utilitarians and so therefore like appreciating anything on an aesthetic level is immoral and antisocial.
0: I mean then why really- the
1: fuck would they have why did the, why do they have clothes? He's wearing a very nice like ambassador's robe and his his attendants are also dressed really well. Why the fuck do they have those? That's not logical. Why not just wear a burlap sack? That's less effort. It it still covers your bits. That's more logical.
0: Yeah, he also wears jewelry.
1: Yeah, that's not fucking logical. Yeah. I fucking I I hate the Vulcan shit so fucking much because it's just it's not it's 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 a child's concept of of transhumanity.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bad it's it's a poorly I guess it's a it's a concept that's poorly executed so often that it is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Because I think that it, as an as an abstract concept, I do find it interesting. Yeah, um, no, like,
1: I think like like we could all stand to be a little bit more objective and and act rationally. Yeah, and that I would, would be fine with me. I
0: would even go so far as to say that having your like goal and your kind of guiding ethos as a society. To be that you function on logic and that you don't get you know d- distracted by emotion, and you make logical decisions. I-, I can even see that, but the reality is, and the Vulcans know this, that they have not conquered emotions because they are constantly fighting their emotions. Sometimes it's easier than at other times, like when your brain's going bad because you're two hundred years old. Uh, or uh, sometimes it's it's harder uh because you're going through Vulcan puberty and you have to have sex on a planet that's about to explode or whatever, but it just there I guess the idea that Vulcans or anybody else pretends that Vulcans don't have emotions doesn't fit within the structure of the premise that the fucking writers have created,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's the same shit with data too, where it's like clearly he fucking
0: feels things. But with data, it makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> it makes a little more he sense. He doesn't know right. that he has feelings. Yes, he thinks that feelings are something more than what he's experiencing. Yeah, and he doesn't have the context to understand that what he's going through is in fact emotion. Whereas the Vulcans are just like, no, we don't do that. Well, why don't you do that? Because we were, we don't.
1: Yeah, it's it's do data. Do you want to fight data, about it?
0: Data is trying to go up. And
1: the Vulcans are trying to go down and there's a, there's a median that they should both be trying to reach by. No, I I take that back. The Vulcans are fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the Vulcans. I fucking hate them. Yeah. That, that brings me to, they are, they are basically space Nazis. I fucking hate
0: them. That brings me to my next, uh, the, what I wrote down at the, the bottom of this page, which says, uh, Vulcans fucking suck, bro.
1: Yes. Um, That is a much more concise uh, way to say what I was trying to say.
0: I got a good job, Data, here. Okay. Which is where Data points out that it is not fucking logical for a person whose brain is going bad to be here doing the thing that he's doing. Yep. Good job, Data. Yeah. I also would like to say that. And I will say, I don't think it's a plot hole that Sarek was there doing it because... No, because
1: because when you you use your brain to think about how your brain's doing. So when your brain's not doing good, you don't know your brain's not doing good. Exactly. I am very
0: familiar with that. However... However, he has Yeah, (laughs) his fucking attendant, suck ass uh, fucking is actively using his brain powers to make Sarek's brain not be bad, which is not a logical thing to do. And I would hate to live in a society where we were
1: ruled by people who like have a good resume but whose brains are clearly leaking out of their ears and are basically ascended in their positions because they've put in the time i would hate that i would hate to live in some sort of gerontocracy and i'm really glad that we don't
0: that would be awful it would be it would be really terrible um if most of the people in political control of a, of a country um were are uh, at or above the age when average citizens are expected to be in retirement. Um, oh, not anymore. Not anymore because of those people. You get to work forever, baby, because of those people. Well, but, yeah, but I mean the retirement age is – I mean Social Security is still – anyway – Social Security does not pay anywhere close to a living wage. Anyway, mandatory re- retirement age for politicians is our – And everybody – I mean, with with a robust social safety net, I don't think you should be forced to retire if you genuinely you can like work working. go work at the library or something, or if you like, if you're a, if you're uh, like, if you have a shop. Like I would, sure. I would like to. Con- okay, I'd like fine. to have a wine shop and continue running my wine shop until I'm a doddering old fuck.
1: Yeah, I would. I would love to be. I mean, you know, it that'd won't, be, that'd it be won't cool. happen because it'll be that that asteroid wars or whatever yeah. by the time I'm an old fuck, but. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be nice. It also is not going to happen because
0: yeah. uh, all of the cool stuff that's going to happen in the next 20 years. Do you mean like the ocean's boiling? Anyway, um, so w- one of the things that, again, shows how much the people around Sarek are— And just how f- f- fucking bullshit the Vulcans don't have emotions— so, Uh, his new monkey wife uh, goes to Picard and she's like let him get his pride back and let him do this thing that we've all agreed he's not in any mental position to do I'm sorry I I know I
1: started this but can you not say monkey wife anymore (laughs) I don't feel good about it anymore and I know it's my fault yeah as long as you acknowledge that it's your fault it is absolutely my fault but
0: please stop it makes me feel really awful but could we discuss really quickly um uh, what what is pride, Jack? Uh, I believe it's an emotion. It is. It is an emotion. It's an emotion. Yeah, it's an thought. emotional
1: attachment to a position that you have.
0: Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. It's so almost like one. No more. one's really given this that much fucking thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they kind of. I'm really peeking out the microphone
1: on this episode. It really pissed me off. The Vulcan stuff really pisses me
0: it off. Re- <laughs> it's so fucking frustrating because. <laughs> It you want there to be you want it you want it to be a well examined concept that actually gives you some like reflection on the nature of of humanity and and what it is to look at the universe through a slightly different lens yeah but all it is is another fucking convenience tool where it's like no the reason that this guy doesn't do the thing that you would think he would do is because he's a Vulcan so he works on logic except when he doesn't Yep.
1: Well, and, and I I would say even more frustrating than that is not only do I want it to be or, you know, the rhetorical you want it to be that the writers also want it to be that, but they can't fucking pull it off, you know, because you can tell, like, they also want it to be like, we're doing something interesting. And yeah. then it's like, man, like, I am not a smart man. <laughs> And I have been drinking, <laughs> and I immediately just tore this episode to shreds because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like none of it's ah,
0: it's, uh, it's fucking exhausting.
1: Okay, so okay, so
0: oh god damn it. So they decide that they're gonna have him do the very important meeting by mind melding with Picard. After and he, he has to give okay. Picard this whole fucking
1: So I want to talk about a scene before this. okay that, um is one of my favorite
0: scenes I've ever seen in this show. You know where I'm going here? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. So Is it when Picard and Riker have a fight? Uh I like
1: that too. Um because it is fun to like see them just like both just oh, it's when just Wes it. gets slapped in the face. Yes, okay, <laughs> yes, yes. And then and then and then it 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 smash cuts to uh, Beverly Crusher being like, "I don't know what came over me. I just hit him in the face." And it's like, <laughs> my head cannon is like, "Yeah, no, uh, uh, there's a supernatural force in the ship, and I made me slap my terrible son." <laughs> He's just a whiny piece of shit all the time. I don't know.
0: I don't know why I slapped him in I the I would mouth. never do
1: such a thing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Certainly I've never thought about it before. I don't spend any time thinking about slapping Wesley in the face. It
1: certainly doesn't come up when I'm asleep in dreams. <laughs> I have dreams about him presenting fucking homework to me (laughs) and bragging about how he's on the bridge crew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wes Wes getting slapped in the face was pretty good. Yeah.
1: Not that I'm in favor of parents abusing their children. No. Unless you've got a Wesley Crusher on your hands, in which case, and just, you
0: know, one, two, you know. (laughs) To be very clear, the <laughs> official position of this podcast is that parents should not hit their children. Another official position of this podcast is that some people should be slapped in the face. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's... Yeah. And that is very logical. <laughs> it's very logical. It's as logical as anything the Vulcans do in this episode.
0: <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, yeah. So... Would they have fucking god damn it okay so they decide that uh Sarek can go ahead with the um meeting with the hot tub aliens uh as long as he mind melds with somebody else why doesn't he mind meld with the guy who's been spending all of his energy trying to keep his brain together this whole time shut the fuck up that's why that is correct suck my fucking dick so he minds well mind melds with picard instead um, and it's like this is one of those points where it's like I see what they were trying to do because they, they've they got Picard like fangirling all over Sarek from the moment. Like yeah, the first yeah, scene yeah. is him and, and Riker doing a walk and talk. And he's like, oh, man, I went to uh, Sarek's son's wedding and he talked to me and I couldn't even say anything. yeah no He's was, Ambassador Sarek.
1: Yeah, no, Picard is like being like he wants to carry on the sort of like a liberal debate tradition of like. Yeah, no, it's it's a guy that's very good at at talking people into doing the right thing. And you know, and that's and that's what I am as as a John luc Picard. Well, but yeah. And like like I mean he, no, he is like the spiritual successor to to of like, yeah, I I I use rhetoric and and speeches to resolve things and talk to people into doing the right thing. And it's like, yeah, he does. Like he it's that is Picard yeah art is a heroic speaker yeah he's, he's a cicero um and Sarek was one before him or whatever I although mean, we've it's, never, so, it's sort of established that he is we never really see it on screen ever
0: that's that's what i was about to say it is so fuck it's one of the things that is most annoying about this guy is he is this renowned ambassador who has done all of these peacemakings and all of this shit I don't remember ever seeing it. So all we really ever see of Sarek is him being a cold, terse, absentee father. Right. To, first to Spock and then eventually to fucking Bo Burnham on Discovery. Right. And yeah, no, he's
1: he's a very like postmodern hero where all the heroism... Heroism? Hero, 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 heroism, heroism. Heroism. There you go. Um, takes place like... Um, basically in people's recollections of him. Yeah.
0: In people's conceptions of who he is. Yeah, it's always off screen. I think he gave like he gave a kind of good speech um, in uh, The Voyage Home when they were... Be- I can't remember if it was before or after, because remember they were all on trial for stealing a spaceship and then they went and saved the whales and then everybody was like, oh, that's fine. Haven't seen it. You, you have. You, it was on anyway <laughs> um so yeah so he mind, wel- mind melds with picard and then again he goes off screen and we don't see him do the fucking ambassador thing we get a fucking voiceover yeah, no, I, it is, from Riker, it, yeah. who's like hey he did the thing yeah he's sure, leaving he now sure fucking did it yeah it, and meanwhile picard is god like now that i think about it that has
1: it almost feels like it feels like it has to be intentional because like you never see him do anything like it's
0: I'm seriously like I'm digging through my brain and the only time I can remember is in uh is in voyage home that's the only time I can think of him actually giving a speech and I think it was relatively short and I think it was basically just like uh they did a bad thing for a good reason or something I think yeah um but so, and meanwhile, we do get, you know, probably the greatest blessing of this episode after watching Wesley get slapped in the face. Um, we get the uh, Patrick Stewart mercilessly chewing scenery that we've always wanted, I assume. It is, it, no, it is the first time in
1: this entire series where I was like, that's enough, Patrick Stewart. Yep. That's enough please stop. Mm-hmm. I am tired of watching you. You. The only reason this series has lasted as long as it has or that people still care about it uh, 20 years later, 30, whatever, third, yeah, 30 third. years later, oh God, we're so old, um, is because he is an amazing actor who fucking commands the camera in every scene he's in. Also, the guy playing Cerek, good actor.
0: Excessive. The, the so,
1: scene between him and, and Serik, where they got in this shouting match, was like pretty good.
0: I was mostly just annoyed at the fact that Cerek's having an emotional re- breakdown and refusing to acknowledge it. The other thing, though, that made me think so between those two actors, because in the scene where Cerek has to fucking cry at Mozart did god this made me so mad and it made me even madder by comparison because in patrick Stewart's scene he he cries when he's doing this whole breakdown and it's a long shot on his face like yeah. patrick stewart legit produced tears which is a challenging thing for an actor to do Yeah, for sure you know like mo- very often when you see actors crying you like there's a cutaway right before the tears mm-hmm. because they had to put water on their face right um in the shot of Sarek letting one single tear at Mozart, it cuts away from him and then cuts back to his face, and his face <laughs> is perfectly still because rather than putting a drop of water in his eye so that that so it ran down to make the tear, they put a CGI tear, one yeah. single CGI tear on his face, and his face is literally locked into the frame because that's the age of CGI where it can't track yeah, with yeah, the yeah. motion of an object. it yeah, is no, just, it sucked it sucked it was ass. awful.
1: Yeah, fucking dog shit.
0: It was so bad that I couldn't
1: really tell why they were cutting back to his face. Yeah. Like, I could only get it by context of being like, I guess he's crying. Yeah. Because it was so far from actually looking like a guy crying. (laughs) But anyway, um,
0: it was very bad.
1: But yeah, Patrick Stewart, great actor, usually is the performance that holds the show together. Um The mind meld scene where he is uh, channeling Sarek's uh, dark inner thoughts. Shut the fuck up. Stop showing me this. This sucks.
0: I'm tired. So I want to go home. I want to go to bed. It was was so frustrating because nowhere, at least that I can remember, uh, in the history of both in the Star Trek canon prior to this episode uh, and in bigger, larger Star Trek canon that expands out into more recent history. uh, Nowhere do I recall a time where doing a mind meld means you transfer brains.
1: Yeah. Uh, You're the guy to comment on that.
0: It doesn't. Yeah.
1: It, it, I mean, I mean the it, mind
0: meld is is also very much a whatever the plot requires cuz the mind meld is also yeah, how like fucking
1: everything is whatever the plot requires but. like
0: Spock mind melded with uh, with McCoy right before he went into the radiation chamber uh, in Wrath of Khan and that mind meld oh, that's transferred his fucking soul essence into uh, in, into McCoy and that was how they got him back in search for Spock so it's it's very much whatever the plot requires but yeah just this idea that they're sort of both each other uh, it, it just it's non specific to the point of being annoying because it is such a fuck you to the audience of like this does what we need it to do right now i mean i will say like
1: being able to like have a trusted companion that you are like okay so Here's the deal. I'm going to put all the low functioning parts of me on you and take all the high functioning parts of you onto me. And then you're going to sit there and scream with a doctor for an hour. Well, I do something really important. That is a huge superpower and also really fucking dark.
0: I mean, it's kind of like a futuristic Cyrano de Bergerac kind of situation. Yeah, kind of. (laughs)
1: It did be like that. <laughs> that's,
0: that's just what, what came to my mind anyway. Mm-hmm. Just one guy who can't talk to women and another guy who's like, here, take my brain.
1: What are you trying to say to me right
0: now, man? <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was speaking in the abstract, but okay. now that you mention it, it does remind <laughs> me of something that we talked about before. <laughs> oh, it was the unblinking eye contact thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> unblock God. Oh no, no, no. It was it was uh, having two friends who interpret for you from That's the right. well, the well, one guy with the psychic. Well, you
1: just steer a fucking hole through somebody's head. Yeah, and yeah. your friends
0: talk for you. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It it do be
1: like that. It do be like that. Uh,
0: anyway, you got anything else for this episode? No. Do you want to know what's going to happen next week? No. You're going to be really excited. Why? You're gonna be marginally excited, because okay. <laughs> your favorite character's coming back, Mister Hom? Yeah, really? Yeah, but here's the bad news. <laughs> yeah, no, he,
1: he's he's still the valet for <laughs> my least favorite character. Well, in the running for my least favorite character.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got competition now. I mean, at the, at the very least, her and Q got to be yeah, neck and neck. Yeah. yeah um but yeah uh next week's episode is called wait for it menage troy jack has quit the podcast ladies and gentlemen he is he's put down his microphone and is walking out well this has been star trek sucks so i guess i'll be here by myself next week you can uh, get at us on Twitter.com at ShipFacts. Uh, I'm at Leal like Neil. Jack is at WhoIsJackGun. Uh, if I remember to put a link in the show notes, then you can click on that and buy a t-shirt. There's a whole bunch of designs on there. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Are you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions?
1: When every word counts, rise
0: and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!